global peace is the foundation block needed by societies to address equality, diversity, and inclusion. This dialogue amplifies voice of a Ukrainian artist whose art has transformed the sport call for action, call for social action. Please join in as a listener to absorb striking realities of our world today, which unfortunately is at war. Winning Side, a series of dialogues about winning themes such as diversity and inclusion, creating a social impact and leading change. Subscribe now to stay in the know. Hello and welcome to the Winning Side podcast. This is your host Sarah Hassan and this International Women's History Month was all about breaking the bias. The hard reality is that the month has been overshadowed with a shout out for global peace. As Britain marches today to show solidarity to Ukraine, the Winning Side podcast welcomes on board Elena Zuk. Elena is a 33-year-old illustrator and tattoo artist from Kyiv, Ukraine. In her own words, she shares that after Russia started its full-scale war against Ukraine, she took her eight-year daughter, Aliza, and her dog and her cat out of the country. She's temporarily based in Constance, Germany. And I'd like to welcome Elena today to share her thoughts and educate us and help us how we can support Ukraine together. Welcome on board. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Am I pronouncing your name right? It's Alona Zhuk. Alona. But you're, you're quite close, quite close to it. Okay, I'll try uh, pronouncing it right. Alona? Alona, yes. Alona, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Alona, for joining. And then I want to start off uh, with a disclaimer, rather. And I'd, I'd like to pre-apologize if, because I appreciate it's a very tough time for you. In case during the conversation I say something or a sensitive topic is touched where um, where you feel, feel that, you know, you can guide me to make it a more safer conversation, please feel free to stop or abrupt. I'll try to to make it as comfortable um, as I can. But starting off on a very light note, um, I have not been to Ukraine and perhaps many other listeners might not have been. So why don't you take us to Ukraine and tell us two or three things that you really want us to know about Ukraine? Well, um, if I, if I taken you to Ukraine right now, you would see a very awful picture actually, because, um, Many cities that were beautiful and um, alive and powerful, they are now destroyed and constantly um, suffering from airstrikes and from shootings and from um, attacks from Russian soldiers. Um, and now Ukraine is on fire and suffering, but and also, um, most cities are constantly hearing the air rights uh, alarms, uh, asking people to go to the bomb shelters. Uh, but uh, before Russia decided to um, attack us, Ukraine was and will be, after the victory, a beautiful country. Um, 
country. I think that one of the things you should know about Ukraine is that it has beautiful uh, nature, beautiful architecture, and unbelievably beautiful landscapes. And they are very different um, in different regions. So you might see forests and fields and rivers and the sea and mountains. So um, whatever you like, you will find it in Ukraine. Also, Ukraine is uh, famous for its uh, strong agriculture, and we are uh, an exporter for many countries of agricultural products and also of some iron steel products. So we have a lot of stuff that we share with the world economically. And also, of course, you bring food. Huh? Yes, yes, very, very tasty food. Um, and also Ukraine has a very rich culture, including uh, food, uh, including uh, music, including crafts of different um, directions and of different styles. Um, and uh, now Ukraine has been transforming its culture into something modern, in something very up-to-date, and the industry of different um, types was um, evolving, but still nurturing the heritage of our culture. So that's Ukraine. It sounds beautiful. It sounds like a full natural package. And I, yeah. and I hope the world can come together to preserve it and, and, and stop um what's happening right now because no solutions are ever achieved uh, by war for that matter if if we, if we if we kind of go back and share your um personal experience as to what happened and how how did you find out about the war was it was it something that you had expected in the back of your mind and just want to know your journey from Kiev to Germany, in your own words, please. That's okay. Um, well, um, everyone um, has been talking about the possibility of the upcoming aggression from Russia for some time previous to what happened. Um, and there were, there were a lot of um, posts on social media and coverage in the news media um, saying what to do, like how to pack your emergency kit, like emergency backpack, what to have on you if something happens. But if to be honest, completely honest, um, I was not expecting the war. Like um, Ukraine has been at war already for eight years because Russia started its war in the eastern Ukraine uh, eight years ago and then took Crimea from us. Uh, and we were suffering from war for eight years, but it was not the full-scale war. Um, and I found out <laughs> I was sleeping as a kid uh, on February 24 when it started. And I was woken up by a a home ring from the street. It was my ex-husband. He, when he heard the blasts, 
and the sirens, he took the kid and packed and they went, they couldn't reach me on the phone because I turned off the phone for the night. So they came up to me uh, to ask me go with them because he was taking her um, to the western part of Ukraine, which was far from uh, Kiev and from eastern regions. Um, but I refused to go because I still uh, did not realize what would happen lately. You had hope. Uh, Yes, I had hope and naivety. I was naive enough to think that it will just be over in a couple of days, mm. that it would be just like a show of, of, of some kind from Russian part and then it will just go away. But it didn't. Uh, I stayed in Kiev. They left. And I stayed in Kiev for a bit more than a week. Uh, and I was talking to my kid on the phone and she would constantly ask me, um, why I'm not with her uh, and why she could not come to me back to Kiev. And I would tell her that it was not safe in Kiev. And she would ask, then why are you still there? Mm -hmm. uh, and I would just say that I'm, I'm here because I still have my home and I still have hope and I we will see each other soon. And then uh, two Russian rockets uh, hit the TV tower in Kiev, uh, which is really close to my home. So my home still was uh, safe, but I felt the explosions. It was so close that I felt it with my body and my cat, he fell off the cabinet and was crawling to me as a snake would do. Like he hadn't have any legs left because he was so scared and uh, terrified with the feelings, with the vibration and with the sound. And it was terrifying for me. And I guess that for me, it was a changing point because I realized that I can't know if I'm safe uh, anymore and that I just could not, um, I could not find any more arguments for my kids to explain why I was staying. Mm -hmm. So I decided to leave and I found a businessman who was evacuating women and kids uh, from Kiev to Western parts. So I took that opportunity and left for Lviv. Lviv is a Western city. It's close to the Polish border. Mm -hmm. uh, it was still uh, kind of quiet there. There were a lot of evacuated people already, but it was kind of safe. So I went there and uh, my... Uh, parents friends they led us to stay at their apartment which was empty at that moment and they told me that we could stay there for as long as we need uh, we stayed there for a week and i thought that our journey was over i thought that we would stay there until it comes down and then we come back to kiev but then we went out for a walk with our dog uh, and we heard our first air raid siren in Lviv and it was very loud and it was very um, scary because I I have heard the blasts already and I did not want my kid uh, to have to experience that even even if it was still safe even if we were not to get hurt I still did not want her to experience the war as it was 
So I, and I felt the difference between sirens in Kiev when I was on my own and with her, because the, I was trying to make changes for her. And, um, I re- realized that we need to move out of the country because I just wanted, like, I felt, I felt really hurt that I could not make all the children in Ukraine stop suffering from that. I could not make them stop sleeping in the bomb shelters and staying dehydrated in the occupied cities. I could not help them, uh, but I could at least take my kid out and let her not hear that and not see that. So we left. um, And through France, I found a man from uh, from the suburbs of Warsaw in Poland, and he agreed to host us for a couple of days. Uh, and I and I was constantly trying to pay for something because I was trying to rent an apartment for us, to pay for a ride, to pay for our place. But everyone, since we crossed the border, everyone was saying, "No, you don't pay for anything. You are." our guests, we can't help Ukraine by fighting for it, but we can help a Ukrainian family to survive. So he would pick us up uh, at the Polish-Ukrainian border um, by car. So it was a five-hour ride for him from his home to the border. He picked us up and then we uh, drove another five hours to his place. Um, then we stayed at his home and he introduced us to his family and they were super, um, friendly and warm for us. And they fed us and they took us to a bit of kind of sightseeing. It was not much of sightseeing for us, but still, um, and that to make you comfortable, try to make you at home. Yes. And it felt like home at, at some point. From some side, I mean, it still was very weird, and I think it will take um, a lot of time to explain how a person who was made to leave the home, even though the home is still there, but still, I can't, I can't go back um, until it's safe. Yeah. So even though it felt very warm, it still was like we are homeless, like we don't have a home anymore. Um, And then we went to, uh, by train to Germany, to the Polish-German border, and there um, beautiful German people picked us up with the car and took us across the entire Germany um, to their home. Um, and all of those people who were picking us up and driving us, feeding us, hosting us, those are all people I have never met before. And many of them connected, um, with each other also only after there was a need to help us get there. So I'm super grateful for these people whom I met through social media and they just supported us and took us and we are now 
staying at a beautiful apartment of a very nice woman uh, who is hosting us. And she also just says, like, you can stay for as long as you need. You can think of it as of your home for now. So humanity still exists. And it's it's amazing that, you know, social media could be could connect people in this time of uh, um, difficulty. But Alina, what I what really intrigued me and what I feel really inspirational about you is that you leveraged your art to support your country. And you kind of, you know, there was one way of getting sad and falling down into a deep, dark hole. And there's another where you like, no, even if I'm able to kind of step away, I'm still there and I'm going to support my country through my art. And art is amazing power i believe in terms of bringing about social action and you know educating and influencing people um i'd like to know more about what's the idea behind your artwork and what's what kind of message are you um are your illustrations trying to convey um i when i when i found myself at home um i mostly for last years i was doing tattooing so i was not an illustrator that much um but when i was at home and i knew that i can't ink people anymore and i'm sitting at my corridor on the floor hiding from the possible uh, airstrike um i felt that um i can't like i'm not trained to fight and i i'm not a doctor and i don't have a car and a driver driver's license so i'm not i would not be useful as a volunteer uh so i thought that the only thing that i can still do is to draw uh and i knew that i knew that everyone in ukraine started donating to the army uh, as as much as they could. But I thought that maybe there are still people who would donate more if they would have something in exchange for that, like as a token of, 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 of my appreciation of their help. And especially the foreigners who um, were not yet donating and they maybe uh, found it difficult to find a way to donate, uh, to find the right account or something like that. So I would just post um, uh, that I am ready to to draw a small cartoon illustration, like a pro-Ukrainian cartoon portrait of you, if you donate at least $35 to support Ukrainian army. And a lot of people decided to support this initiative. And then a bit later, my daughter, she also offered to do that, to draw in exchange for some donations. Uh, so we, I also posted that. And then the New York Times picked up our story and posted the, about her and, um, and shared my Instagram account. And it helped a lot. And we, we've already fundraised over... Twenty thousand dollars for Ukrainian wow. army, and, and yeah, and the 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 list of of people who are now waiting for our art is huge. But I'm happy about that because I will be drawing for as long as I need, 
because I am so grateful for every donation, for every support and every sharing even and every positive comment for everything, every every part of it. Uh, but also drawing these portraits, I felt that I kind of have so much to tell, but I don't I don't have words because words do not express the feelings uh, entirely because there are no words to to explain what I feel and and how much I feel about it constantly like every minute and I knew that I was not the only one there feeling those feelings and and having those emotions and fears and hope and and love and and gratitude to to Ukrainian army, to Ukrainian volunteers, to foreign countries who hosted us, who helped us, who supported us. So I started drawing some, um, basically some feelings of mine and just shaping them into some patriotic uh, designs. And I felt that people liked it and people felt it. People knew what I was showing them because they felt the same way. Um, it was impactful. So I mean, I, I for one, felt like that because when I, uh, to be honest, I just saw your, your art pieces and illustrations on Instagram and I was like, wow, yes, I, I want to kind of give to this cause. I will share your Instagram account in the description for those who are listening and any other details that, that, I, that would be helpful. It'd be really nice of you to share uh, because, again, to your point, there's some people who want to help, especially internationally, but do, do not know what are the right sources to help. And it really kind of, you know, is a good guidance. Yeah, well, I'm open for any messages if people want to help, but they do not know how I will find a way to explain, to send them the right links to right organizations. and. Uh, I'm, I will help you help us in any way possible. But also with the art, the other part is that first, like during the first week, probably maybe the first week and a half or two weeks, it was nice to and easy to find some positive um, uh, subjects for my illustrations because there, it was easy still to make fun um, like to make people laugh, not make fun of the war, but just to use some Humor. funny topic. Yes, there were like I don't know if you've uh, uh, if you've read it, but for instance, there was a story about a Ukrainian woman who was uh, at her balcony in Kiev, and she saw a Russian drone, and she just hit it, throwing a can of jarred tomatoes. So, like, I was choosing those stories to show how incredible Ukrainians are and how fight is being held by everyone, by every Ukrainian. Everyone is doing whatever needs to be done and whatever they can. Um, but now, honestly, it's it's been harder and harder to find this positive um, topics because the more and more people are being killed and the more homes are being uh, destroyed and children die and adults die and they suffer 
and for now, I guess my art has been turning into sharing my condolences with everyone who suffered the war. Yeah. Because I'm I'm safe now here with my kids in a very safe environment, uh, in a very friendly place, um, and we are capable of living our life. And there are a lot of people who don't have that luxury anymore in Ukraine. So now I'm just trying to express how painful it is for me as well, even though I, I'm safe, but it hurts a lot every day, every piece of news, every, every person, every city, every building, everything hurts. And I think that all Ukrainians, even though who are in diaspora and are not, who were not, um, taken out of Ukraine by the war, even they feel the same way. Yeah, because your your friends are there, your family is there, your country is there, your memories are there. It's your your patriotism is there. So it you can't disassociate a person from the from the country in any way, even if that person's taken refuge. So I I totally kind of uh, support your your emotions on that. Something I noticed in your um, Instagram once again was a was a scribbled notebook. What was that about? Was was at a point where art and words were not enough that you res you reserved to scribbling about it, please? That is an anxiety notebook. We call it that with my kid. Um, I came up with the idea because I felt that she she's disturbed by the experience. Because even though we are safe and we are in a very nice environment, uh, sleeping in, in, in a bed and uh, having our clothing and eating nice food, uh, but still she knows that she can't see her dad uh, who can't leave uh, the country and she can't see her grandparents and she can't get back to her bed in her room at her home. So she, from time to time, would just start being very anxious and angry and kind of misbehave, but in a way that I know that she just, she's tired and overwhelmed with everything and she just sometimes wants to go home. So uh, I told her that I feel her. I know that she's in pain and in discomfort and that sometimes when we argue, we are not angry at each other we are just angry because of the situation because of the war because of the unknown because of everything so i suggested that we buy a notebook and we call it the angry anxiety notebook and whenever we feel pain or anxiety or we want to yell at each other we would just like scribble there our emotions off and maybe then after we spilled it out like that, we just start thinking of what do we feel and we share it and we try to talk and explain each other what are the emotions we are uh, living through now and try to support each other. Thank you for sharing that and so much strength to you and Elisa for, I, I, I hope that anxiety notebook soon become a happy notebook. So I have Ukrainian friends and I have a working relationship with Ukrainian friends. And um, something that I've taken away from them is that um, that media is portraying a very different picture when you compare Russian media to the world media. I'm not sure if you are fluent in Russian or if you are following up on any Russian media, 
But do you see a discrepancy there? Uh, but if you're not fluent in Russia, we, we can, I mean, in Russian, it's it's okay not to comment. I'm, I'm fluent in Russian and uh, everyone in Ukraine knows Russian and understands Russians, uh, Russian, but uh, I would not, at this point, uh, I would not call Ukrainian media media because they are basically there are there are Ukrainian media and there are Russian propaganda. Mm. So I would not put them uh, as a two uh, equally parts of communication here. Yes. So uh, there is uh, there are Ukrainian media of different background of different ownership. But um, and as of me, I am only following those whom I've been following before the war, whom I trust. So I can speak for all the media in Ukraine, because Russian propaganda was also uh, invading Ukrainian media uh, sphere as well before war for years, uh, as well as Russia did with all the all, all European countries and the like everywhere. Russian propaganda was ra- propagandizing. <laughs> um, so now there are Ukrainian media who are reporting for Ukrainians uh, what is happening in Ukraine and abroad. And there are also uh, Ukrainian uh, English language media, for instance, the Kiev Independent, who are a strong Ukrainian uh, English language voice telling what is happening for the Western countries to know from the first hand. Uh, And there are Russians who are trying to tell their story, but there's no point in calling them media because they are basically trying to... It's propaganda. They are trying to make uh, the world and and the Russians believe that they are good guys who are uh, trying to save us from something so um if you want me to explain basically what was happening i can uh so the the uh, they they think that russians think that we are suffering from a nazi regime which is um untrue <laughs> and the, the the like now ukraine is united at this has as it has never been before, and yes. everyone, everyone. And, and I, I really admired uh, the presence of your president and uh, the way he's coming on media. I don't, I don't know what your your thoughts are on it, but uh, it it is a, a an admirable leadership, I must say, from a from a foreign eye. Yes, now now he, well, he. Uh, for me, I I did not vote for him um he has a story as a comedian artist and uh, um i was not voting for him and i did not understand people who did Hmm. for so many reasons basically okay but uh, when the war started he turned to us with some other side and he is really showing uh, the great leadership now, and he facing he's facing the challenges 
I don't think any president thought he would have to face. Mm. So now we are trusting him and basically everyone is praising him for being for being there and for doing the job he's doing now. And, and do you think the world is doing enough? Is there any call for action for for the world or for for the organizations? What is it that you would like to see happen? What what is it that you would um, you know appeal for? You know, I I would not want to be in a position of a person complaining about the Western world not doing enough because I think that. Uh, of course, everyone in Ukraine would want more for Ukraine now. We want the sky to be closed for us, for our children and elderly and adults and just people and pets and whoever and the, and the buildings and the cities and the streets not being under attack from the air constantly. Uh, of course, we want more money, more weapon, more uh, more support to cut off Ukraine completely from the economical uh, side of the any communication. So yeah, we want more. And we um, I think now it's important not to demand, but to ask for more. Yeah. So now my stance is, first of all, thank you for everything that has been done already for all the all Ukrainian refugees all over the world being hosted uh, for all financial support, for all weapon support, for all humanitarian aid, for everything that has been done. But we, of course, we need more. Uh, and the more, the better, and the fastest, the better. Because for me, it's just unbelievable that in Europe, in the modern democratic world, with its values, and in 21st century, um, there is no one who can just shut this crazy person who is killing people every day for no reason, basically. Um, so it's just, it's weird to me that there are no, um, I don't know, no forces, no leverage, just to stop no influence. immediately, you know, to do that, just yeah. to stop it, just to, yeah. just to stop it. So if anyone knows how to do that, please do that. If not, then just please um, continue doing as much as you can do on all levels. I mean, protests, uh, sharing stories about Ukraine, telling the world that, the war is going on, unfortunately, and people are get, getting hurt. So we need to keep talking and keep asking for more help. Thank you, Elena. That's uh, very kind of you to share your story, to amplify um, thoughts from the Ukrainian side of things. And um, as, um, as I close this conversation, the one last thing I would like to kind of ask um, Less of a closing remark, but more of a difficult ask. Some of the um, media coverage shows that there has been um, 
somewhat not inclusive reaction towards uh, refugees like say for example people of color are not getting the same um um treatment as um, as as let's just say a a a more european looking person did you personally see anything like that along the borders or do you see a lot of uh, togetherness and humanity prevailing um i here i can only share my experience yes. uh, and i can tell you that uh i was not paying attention uh to uh other people because i was uh, like i had my fu- my 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 hands full with my kid and my suitcase and my pets but i can only say that what i experienced was beautiful on all stages of our trip everyone was very kind to us and very generous and there are no words to explain how grateful i am for every one who was involved in our story and who was and is still supporting us a lot and uh, i just i know there are um some stories in uh, media coverage but i don't know anyone personally so i can't um comment i can tell it. you yeah i can't comment it comment on it but i just i think that um i'm just grateful for my story which is uh, which is pretty lana and um, once again i really really hope the war comes to an end um i would say personally i i am almost quite surprised that this we're we're almost in in april now and this hasn't stopped and there isn't enough influence across the world to stop it and i hope there is um there is a stop to this and i hope uh, the beautiful experience that you've you've had in stepping out it's even more beautiful to go back to your country and um i hope i hope um, ukraine opens to the world as a as a peaceful um, as a worth visiting as a as an amazing place that it is thank you i think uh, you know i i i think that when we win and this is all over and when when all of us who have moved out of the country will get back home and we will be happy to host everyone who uh, who has been supporting us all over the world and we will host you and we will show you how beautiful and beautiful and and how amazing ukraine is um so you will see i'm looking forward to see <laughs> time to design create and build an inclusive club if you enjoyed this dialogue please share it as a care gift with your friends family and wider network your feedback is what makes this dialogue inclusive really so do subscribe and engage on the podcast platforms youtube and instagram handle until next time ciao ciao